0: will be exalted the gospel of Christ. To you, Lord Christ I speak to you in the name of God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit Amen, Amen. Testing, 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 testing are we good? Okay, this this microphone still hasn't been replaced, and it will be, but not it hasn't been yet. Um, the, I have a particular challenge preaching this morning because the gospel reading, which is the source of my reflections, uh, is obvious. It says, so, it says what it's about right on the box. Jesus told them this parable about those who felt justified in themselves and had contempt for others. And then you get this story about, oh, Lord, thank you that I am not like other people. <laughs> and certainly not like this guy over here. And the guy over there is going, dear God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And we hear the story and we get the point and thank you. And thank you, God, that we're not like that Pharisee who comes and brags about himself because we come to church and we say that we are sorry and we're aware of our sins, which thank you that we are so much better than that Pharisee. Or... Thank you, this is a season of thanksgiving, thank you God that we live in a land of abundance and we have so much to be grateful for, not like those poor people over there, wherever there might be, on the streets of Vernon or in Qatar or wherever, choose your, choose your place and boy we are so blessed to live in this land and have good health and a public health care system and all that wonderful stuff. So I guess there are a couple of things I'm trying to say. Uh, one is that it's, it, we, we don't really hear the impact of this gospel so long as in our minds we're a spectator in the temple looking at these two characters. As long as we're a spectator, we're looking at the one character and looking at the other character and going, yep, we know who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. We get the point, thank you very much. It's only until we really step into the shoes probably of the Pharisee, do we hear the story uh, with the kind of impact that it was intended. And in order to really hear it, we have to realize how pharisaical we are. And let's put a little more context on it. Um, Remember, this was Israel under occupation. So they were under a colonial empire, that tolerated their culture but really wished the Jewish people would just turn into good, proper Roman citizens. So an analogy would be an indigenous person in Canada who really has claimed their indigenous heritage and is practicing their indigenous spirituality and is doing so in the face of colonial oppression and in a country that just wishes they would turn into a decent Canadian and get a proper job. And the tax collector in that analogy is the, uh, the indigenous person who's working for the Department of Indian Affairs um, and is, is in administering the Indian Act. Right? So a traitor to the cause, someone that's sold out to the colonial oppressor, someone that's actually collaborating with all the forces of evil that are destroying our people. And so now the Pharisee, is on the right side of history. The Pharisee is the good guy. The Pharisee knows that the Pharisee is the good guy. I work hard at this. And the Pharisee knows to give thanks to God because the Pharisee doesn't take credit. Thank you, God, that I am so blessed that I am on the right side of history due to no no skill on my own part, but I've been given this grace. And I thank you for that grace. So the Pharisee is the good guy. And the tax collector is the bad guy because the tax collector is collaborating and doing all those terrible things. And so when you say, well, it really is the good guy, then you can hear the real point of the story. It's not saying that the Pharisee is a bad guy. That's not the point. The point is when you are the good guy, when you are on the right side of history, when you are working hard to do the right thing and follow what God is calling you to do, there's a trap there, and this is about that trap. I, uh, uh hello darling. And, and s- some of us are just fine the way we are. So, so the trap of being on the right side of history is that we turn it into a source of Pride. That on the outside, and even from, a, from our own internal subjective perspective, we are working hard and we mean well. And even with all those things being good and right and just and appropriate, even then we can, we can, still, be, um, uh, we can still be separated from God in our heart because we are still really into ourselves. I occasionally get exercised about moral causes and political causes um, and so I rub shoulders with activists from time to time. And um, and the activist community or communities um, are very aware that they are working hard and making sacrifices to make the world a better place. And it's hard, it's hard to be an activist. Nobody likes you at Christmas dinners. Um, you always wreck them. Because uh, there you are t- you know, talking about how terrible Justin or Trump or whoever your target is and everyone's like we're just having christmas dinner would you sit down and eat your turkey well is it organic turkey no <laughs> uh. so it's hard it's hard to be to be someone that is morally committed to a cause it doesn't make you a lot of friends doesn't make you a lot of friends uh, but the but of course there's payback for that you do feel pretty good about yourself there's a, there's a fair amount of self-righteousness that comes with that package when you know you're on the right side, you know, uh, I'm exercised about the climate crisis and there is some sense of righteousness that comes about saying, no, I know that we need to do something and I'm going to commit and I'm going to make sacrifices and we're going to do the right thing and we're going to make a difference. Um, but the danger in all that is turning it into yet another status game. And those communities do support those status games. The ones who have high status within the, the moral cause community are the ones that have really made sacrifices for the cause and are living it and are, are, are living it out, who are giving 10% of their income and fasting twice a week. You know, how many of us give 10% of our income and fast twice a week? But that's hard. This guy's working hard. He's, he means it. And yet, even in the midst of that, there is this insidious quality of pride that comes in and can corrupt even the best things. Um, we, we, my, my initial joke about thank God we're not like that Pharisee, even a, 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 an ethos of humility can become who's the most humble, right? I'm a little humbler than you. <laughs> you know? Thank God I'm not proud like you. I, I mean, you could, anything, no matter how good appropriate or well-meaning can turn into this little trap of being about us and our righteousness and about our own anxiety about being lovable ultimately because we we want to be loved we want to be lovable and and there's a there's a need in our own psyche that says if only we are really good if we commit ourselves to the cause if we are a good christian if we are a good activist if we are a good citizen if we are you know making sacrifices to support the well-being of our community pick your metaphor But there's still something that that sneaks in there and gets in the way and prevents us from going away justified. Prevents us from connecting to God who wishes only to connect with us. So then we can see who the tax collector is. They're not part of the solution. They're part of the problem. And when you know you're part of the problem, then you say... God help me, I can't do this, I'm not doing it. I know what I should do and I know I'm not doing it. And there's a blessing in that place. It doesn't mean you're not part of the problem. Yes, you are part of the problem. And yet, in that place there is a blessing that you know your need for God. You know your need for redemption. You know you don't have it in yourself to do what you need to do. And that place of throwing yourself at the mercy of God and asking for God to do in you what you are incapable of doing is a grace. It means that you go away justified. You go away closer to God because of your prayers in a way that the person that says thank you for Helping me to be on the right side of history is not justified. And so this is the topsy-turvy kingdom of God where what seems to be good is sometimes bad and what seems to be bad is sometimes good and it's all wrapped together in this mysterious reality which is present to us at all times. Because I would not suggest to any of us that we are Pharisees or publicans, to use the old language. I like the word publican, so I like the like the old King James, the Pharisee and the publican. Um, there's a publican in each of us. There's a Pharisee in each of us. And we're, when we're in that place in ourselves, this little parable tells us to watch out, right? When, when, we, when we get into that place where everything is going well and we are doing well and we are making a positive difference and being a part of the solution, beware that at that point, precisely, you may be the farthest from God. And yet when you are in your publican place, when you know you're part of the problem, when you know you can do better, when you know that there's more that you can do but you don't know how to do it or what step to take, that's precisely the place when you're closest to God. And so it's not to say that we should always be a publican because we're gonna move between those two places in our life and that's a natural and normal place to do. But when we're in the pharisaical place, don't get up in yourself. That, that's the message. And the final point is, don't have contempt for others. That's the big one. We just had an election. Okay? Thank God I don't live in that place that's not B.C. Right? Pick one. Right? Thank God I'm not in Ontario. Whew right? Thank God I'm not in Atlantic Canada, Alberta, Quebec, right? And and you see how regional the country has become and how the regions are starting to have contempt for each other. And each one of the regions has legitimate concerns that caused them to vote the way they did. And there's a goodness in each of those places that is being celebrated. and. And, and, they, and in their own way, they're part of the solution and part of the problem. But it's when we have contempt for each other that it really turns ugly. Even and especially when we're on the right side of history. So we must never let that pharisaical place turn into contempt because we know, thanks to our tradition, that there's a publican in each of us. That even when we are on the right side of history, we are also on the wrong side of history in some way. And we do well to remember that. So at some level, all of us need to say, thank you for helping us to be who we are. And Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.